Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Welcome to the Runners World Podcast with me, Rick Pearson. And me, Ben Hobson. And our guest today, Damien Hall. Hi. <laughs> Excellent intro, that. Thank ben. you. Yeah, I went really quite like real celebrity, you know, game show on yeah. me on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah thanks. Sort of Don, you're the Don King of, uh, <laughs> of Reddit. Um, there's so much to talk to you about, Damien. I was thinking before we got you on, I was like, what do we talk to Damien about? There could be the Barclay, there could be climate activism, there could be DIY haircuts. It's a DIY haircut, isn't it? Am I, or, well, if my wife is watching, she won't be watching. <laughs> uh, she she normally does it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But I like it. talking to the Barclay, I was I was pushed for time before the Barclay, so I did it myself. And uh, people were too polite to say, but afterwards, Nikki Sphinx did sort of say, yeah, I think your hair's a bit wonky at the back. And yeah, it was quite... <laughs> but normally I've got that, you know, buff on to, to try yeah, and hide okay. my wonky, yeah, yeah, wonky yeah. mistakes. Because you yeah. were known as uh, Mohican guy, weren't you, on the... Uh, Twitter <laughs> during the Barclay. Apparently so. Uh, I think though there was tall guy with tall guy with Mohican, so that was confusing because I'm not especially tall. Um, but I was listening to um, Keith Dunn, who I, who I met. I was pretty starstruck um, on a, on, a, on another podcast, not as good as this. Sure, yeah. Sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Um, and he said that they they actually called John Kelly glasses guy, and John Kelly doesn't wear glasses. But they said, we could imagine him wearing glasses. So we'll call him glasses guy. I really guy. like that. So, yeah. yeah that's really good. <laughs> so the really helpful. Really yeah, helpful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. a sort of another element to how the Barclays deeply unhelpful for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so just, yeah, yeah. Because, um, well, I think we, maybe we'll bring them out. But you, you bought these amazing things. Bro. I think in terms of, like, this, this outshines any race medal. Yeah. This is a, these are the, page, t-shirt. the pages <laughs> that you took from the Barclay. Um, yeah. And you did five laps, didn't you? And then that was... For, for, Started five. Started five. So this is this might just look like a kind of you know bag of old rubbish. Bag of old rubbish. <laughs> but this to to the to those in the know, those Barclay fans, this is like amazing yeah, yeah. memorabilia. So we've got the worst case scenario is on here. That's uh, one of the things, and it's yeah, it's it's pages really from the from the Barclay Marathon. Amazing. A range of books. The titles of the books is is the most sort of. <laughs> Uh, well, it's just quite funny. Oh, one here's Abandon Hope as well. Yeah, so yeah, the they're all there to kind of taunt you. One book yeah. is 10 Million Steps. Uh, another one Poor Support, wasn't it? Poor I Support think, was um, another one. It's really, yeah, I really like that. It's, sort of, it's the sort of extra effort that I'd like to see going, <laughs> go into these things. Um, it sort of mocks you as you go but, along. Like, uh, on the Barclay, because, you know, it's, it's, you know, chatted about so regularly, and, and the invite to get there is, is sort of, never assured and all these sorts of things um 
and your write-up about post-race was was quite illuminating in terms of like what you go through was it everything you imagined Ooh, i guess yes i suppose um but it was more it was kind of more enjoyable you know maybe you're not meant to say that but uh, <laughs> we did have great weather it was very cold but you know no rain no fog that's what people fear the most um it, well, yeah it was great weather and, and a lot of the briars had been cut apparently at certain times of year they may cut the briars in a certain on a certain hill um so that was a slight relief so there were a couple of things going for us um but it was yeah it was more enjoyable more of an adventure than i thought and and also um you know i might get i might get cancelled from from any future years for saying this but i wondered if it would be a bit cultish and a bit cliquey and but i actually it was very welcoming and um we made to feel at home and i loved it actually i loved it um yeah, I suppose I didn't love it two days in where I couldn't find a book in, in the woods. But um, till then, I was loving it. Yeah. I think it was sort of when you sort of were, were basically found asleep. <laughs> when you sort of like, you, you said, oh, I'm done. This is it. I'm going to head back now. And everyone went, oh, okay, for a good effort, you know. Blah, blah. And then you just sort of, without knowing it, just passed out. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think it was because I'd let the adrenaline go because yeah. I was no longer looking. There was no point. And it was a lovely warm day. And I just thought, well, I, I could just sleep here. And then Jasmine Paris came came running down the track and woke me up. Um, and the, the thing was, I, I, I'd sort of quit because I couldn't find that most recent book. Yeah. And the first thing I said to her was, did you find the book? And she was like, yeah. So, yeah, there's, a, there's a, maybe a male-female stereotype there. About, <laughs> it certainly replays in our house about, you know, the Where man. is it? Can I find yeah, it? Yeah, the, the car keys, the, the wallet. Yeah, yeah the, the, the woman can find it straight away. And yeah, I don't need to explain it. But, um, but yeah, that was both... That was a strange moment because I was thrilled for her. I ran in, ran in with her that sort of for about an hour. I was thrilled for her, although she was a bit disappointed too. You know, she hadn't d done what she had hoped to do. Um, but yeah, very surreal, very surreal finishing, getting getting taps played on the bugle and sort of being both proud and, and ashamed at the same time. Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is. Um, I've always yeah. I always think that the 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 bugle playing kind of is it would be a proud moment. I mean, because it's I know it's not deemed as a uh, you know in the grand scheme of the event, but still just getting there and having being being played out, I think is still quite a, a moment, isn't it? Getting the bugle played at you, yeah. And it, it for those who don't know, it's their sort of you know our remembrance Sunday the, yeah. the, the bugle. Yeah, true. The the the, the so tones it's quite are different. Powerful. Yeah. yeah, but it's yeah, powerful yeah. over there. It's a powerful song. They all they all take their hats off and, yeah, and hold yeah. their hearts and stuff. And you, and you kind of oh, oh. and it's, it's quite serious. And no one I thought people would laugh at me and stuff, but no everyone was quite serious. Um, do you think so you um, do you think you'd be back? Do you think you? I know because obviously you, you had a romance of the UCMB did really well there. Do you think this this is the next one for you? The Barclay could be the next kind of obsession. Well, one of the problems with the Barclay, you're not, you're not exactly sure what you're allowed to talk about. Um, the, the, I know there are three things that I definitely shouldn't share about it. And then there's a whole, whole grey area after that about how much I should talk about it. We don't really know. We're not, you're not given a, li a list of rules. There's an assumption that you don't. Uh, but yes, I'm keen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's go back. I'm keen. As like, long as that has to go back. Yeah, yeah, I would yeah. like to go back. I don't know yet yeah. you know, whether, I'll, whether I'll get back in. And, and even when I do know, I'm not meant to tell people. So, um, but I'm keen because um, it was... It was quite tantalising. I mean, I still had another loop to do, but it seemed possible in my sleep, yeah. sleep-deprived head. It seemed possible. So, Barclay aside, how do you now choose what you want to do? How are you? How does you, how is your sort of like shift and focus to racing change? Because you know, is there now? Do you, do you want to look at these bigger things like the bigger FKTs? Is it what's kind of like stoking your fire in terms of getting out there? 
Well, um, I was already keen to go back to Tour de Gion in, in September, which in a way is similar in that you'll be out there for you know, three or four days. You'll just be extremely tired uh, going in a beautiful place where you don't really appreciate it because you're too tired. Um, battling sleep deprivation. So I'm doing that anyway, but it is sort of complimentary. Um, but actually what I've, what I've started doing is, is I'm probably not well known for my navigation skills. And so I'd like to fine tune them or improve on them. So I've done a mountain leader training course. I'm doing, uh, I'm doing the OM later this year, the, the uh, sort of navigation race, um, in Snowdonia. I'm doing, um, orienteering races there are local there's a no, local i didn't know about this but there's a, like a winter sort of night league yeah right um, okay. yeah so you go running around i did one last year but i should have done more and I, yeah you go running around and say the forest of dean in the woods uh, not looking for pages but looking for sort of controls so i'm really focusing on orienteering and then i'm doing the tour which again is sort of practicing being out for three days and then i'll do the spine again as well which um again it's just yes being very tired and carrying on and um <laughs> aging dramatically uh, <laughs> yeah, speeding up the aging process basically all of this so yeah. i'm only 23 actually. <laughs> yeah. so you're dressed in a very um natty um green top with the green runners on it can you tell us a little bit about the green runners also you've got your latest book we can't run away from this yes it doesn't fit well with that flight i just took to america does it um yeah, I, I guess a few years ago, I, I start. I guess I noticed the Extinction Rebellion protests in London in in 2019, and 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 kind of thought, oh, well, they think this stuff's really urgent, it, um, and looked into it, and it did seem more urgent than than the government and even the media um, seemed to be saying. Um, and at the same time, I had friends, yeah, Dan and Charlotte, at rerun clothing. They were talking about you know the t-shirt and, and trainer waste in in the industry, and that suddenly made me realise, oh, running, oh, running's part of the problem actually. Um, and then, and then I was urged, and I guess I was thinking of myself as an athlete, what could I do better? And I was flying to three races a year. And when I got a new kit, I would put it on Instagram and go, hey, everyone, look at this. Um, and I guess over time, I realized those weren't helpful. Yeah. <laughs> those weren't helpful. Um, and yeah, I was urged by, um, I'd had one book published. I was ur urged by Vertebrate Publishing to sort of think about turning this into a book, almost like how can you be a greener runner, a better, you know, more environmentally friendly runner. Um, at the same time, I was chatting to other runners who cared about this, and we sort of launched the, the Green Runners just over a year ago, and we got got nearly a thousand members um, around the world, which is which is thrilling actually, because I guess most of us, I don't know, I don't know what people expected from it, but I didn't expect didn't expect that many people to pay attention. Um, and yeah, I guess one of our things we're trying to say is, yeah, you don't have to be perfect because perfect's impossible, really. Like everything will have a footprint. So but could you make a pledge to improve in some aspect? Yeah. And for a runner, it's going to be your travel, your kit and, and probably your fueling, really, like, as in animal products, you do do harm the environment more. So those are the three things to think about. Um, and yeah, we're not saying you can't fly ever again, you can't have a beef burger ever again. We're just saying, think about if could you improve. And then the fourth pillar, I think is the most important, which is, yeah, speaking out really and, and nudging for nudging for system change yeah. uh, that sort of thing like i'm doing yeah like i'm waffling on now i suppose yeah do you find that that's a sort of great power within running though that for change as in it's very easy to sort of like ask people to make a difference but you can kind of get easily switched off by the rhetoric around a lot of these things whereas i think if you sort of uh, connect it with running and how people can you know enjoy their running still but actually just make different little changes to make a big difference is that sort of something that you want to get sort of put the message out even more and use your running to sort of push that forward yeah no definitely um i, I mean another way to think of it is is 
climate breakdowns already affecting running like races are being I've, I've been on the way to a race it's been cancelled because of a because of a storm and we scientists have, have said that storm was nine or ten times more likely to have happened because of climate change the recent fires in Canada a study said five times more likely to happen um, Olympic you know the Olympic marathons being moved around and Sebco said recently he doesn't even you know it was an off the cuff comment but he said he doesn't know whether the marathon will be in future Olympics I mean how, you know that's yeah, that's yeah, shocking amazing, yeah, yeah. yeah um, so it's affecting running um, and then running is part of the problem because of the travel, the kit. But, but you know, in some ways, it can save you money as well. It, you know, do we need to buy that new shoe right now? Could we wait six months? And one of the big myths that's frustrating, actually, is that, yeah, some of these brands are saying, oh, you need to get rid of your shoes every 300 miles. And, and me and lots of us are showing, yeah, that's not the case at all. You can get, well, it depends on the person, depends on the terrain, but you can get a lot more out of them. Um, and, and, yeah, the shoes are a problem. Well, often the waste, after, afterlife waste is a is a problem so yeah i think people can yeah save money feel a bit better about the running but it's not yeah it's not some sort of cultish close society where you have to have to be vegan have to have to be as annoying as me um, <laughs> that sort of thing yeah i think it's important that some of us are annoying right? <laughs> well i'm doing my best i'm doing my best to be annoying would, would you say out of those pillars is tr is travel like if you were going to say the one the thing that's going to make the biggest difference would be trying to reduce international travel to races or is it that is yes. In most cases, that is most likely to be, um, depending. So flying is 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 the sort of, yeah. well, in fact, it Mike Berners-Lee, this professor at Lancaster University, who wrote uh, How Bad Are Bananas, which is a great a great place to start. He he said sort of you know flying is the most carbon intense thing any any individual can do. Um, so it, yeah, I mean, I, it, I've done a flight so recently. So I, you know, it's, it's clear I'm not saying we should all stop flying, although some people do say that. But um, it's more about well. When I pick a race now, I think, do I really want to do that race? How important is it to me, really? And I have considered other races and thought, actually, I just don't care enough. Like, it's not worth it to me. So it's up to individuals, individuals to make their, their choice. And then it's kind of like, well, could I travel there better? So, so for Tour de Gion, I'm going to be getting trains and buses. I've been researching that last night, actually. The man in seat 61 or whatever it's called. There's that one, and there's another one. Uh, Rome to Rio is a good Rome one. Rome to Rio, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I was... Yeah, I wasted too much time last night um, trying to book a book a bus in the you know the Italian Alps. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't yeah. couldn't find the right website. Uh, my Italian's not up to scratch, but yeah, it can it can you know it's not always easy. It's not always cheaper. I'll be honest. So, um, but yeah, in most cases, travel will be. So, you know, I don't want to get on the high horse, but I, I would say things like the you know the Abbott ma Marathon Majors and stuff. You know, they're a bit out of sync really with what's going on in the world. Encouraging people to, I, I don't think anyone's saying you can never fly again to a race, but. If, or even the UTMB World Series as well, that the idea that you might need to fly two or three times a year to, to you know, to be part of something. And also the structure around those sort of UTMB stuff is particular. It's like you've got to qualify somewhere and, yeah. and then there's the main, the main event and, you know, there's a lot. Yeah, so at the moment for that one, for example, you, there's only one race in the UK you can do. And, the, and I don't know, if you can't do that one, if you can't get in or whatever, then what do you do? Now, I would say the next thing to think about is, yeah, can you get there better? So can you get there trains and buses? As I say, not... Not everyone can do that. Um, and then the third thing is, all right, if you have to do those things, just make try and make more of it. Can you stay longer? Can you can you visit a friend or visit a yeah. family member or visit, make get any work out of it? Um, that is seen, you know, by scientists as a you know a legitimate sort of, way of doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, God, what's the the one the worst one must be that. Remember the, the seven marathons in seven continents? That's yeah. got to be stopped, hasn't it? <laughs> and whenever that comes to the press, I'm like, that's not, that's not an achievement. That's really bad. Just stop doing that. It must cost loads of money. But I well. think that's, that's, a, that's a, I mean, that in itself is a, is a healthy mind shift, isn't it? Because that's, that's even, that's, even that is a considered, 
I would say more of a like a considered certainly personally like I wouldn't have really thought that was ultimately like would I have gone that's a, a good thing or a bad thing and now obviously the the, the yeah, the mindset changed, has changed yeah, a bit where yeah. you can kind of go, that is quite bad. That's really bad, yeah. yeah. Also, I'm just a huge fan of just like exploring like locally. I've oh. got uh, more and more, I think that was another sort of knockback of uh, sort of a, a byproduct of lockdown was that you were kind of like restricted to where you could go anyway. Mm. And you suddenly went, oh, I mean, I'm very fortunate that I have nice places to run forests and that near my house. So I was like, oh, this is nice. And just went and ran places that I've not run before and went, oh, no, I don't need to go anywhere else. This is, this is quite good. I mean, it's not, it's not a lot of like big hills or anything. Sure. You know? Like if I wanted a, a mountain, I'd be hard pushed. But beyond that, yeah, yeah. Lots, of, lots of stuff on your front door. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, question for you. So Runners World's turning thirty in September, and we we got, we've got a list of thirty game changers in running. And I wondered, is there somebody who would make your list? Do you think of a, a, a running game changer? Who would you? Who would be on your list? Oh blimey! So it has to be an athlete. There's to no, be, no, no, no. Has to be an athlete. No. We've got the so to give you context, the list has got like uh, the founders of Strava. Okay. Because you know the impact that Strava has had on running, good or bad, still game changing. Um, we've got sort of tech innovators, Paul Sinton Hewitt, Park Run, that sort of stuff. Yeah. You know, so there's it can be anyone who sort of the impact on running has been considerable, but it's not just like oh, Linford Christie or you know like someone. Or it could be, maybe it is. <laughs> Well, I, I'm, ooh, oh, I've got, I've got a few in my head. But, okay, um, that's all right. You can give us top three if you want. Okay. Well, I, w- I, I do think Dan and Charlotte. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Rerun clothing for sort of, I guess, sounding the alarm on, on T-shirt waste in the industry. Uh, that's not a very, you know, it's not a very exciting, happy answer. But also, I, I, I don't know if Jasmine Paris winning the spine race, uh, that, that was very, very cool. Um, yeah, I'll go with those two for now. I think and that's I'll let good. You pick. Yeah, I'll Jasmine Paris definitely changed the changed the uh, the game in terms of what people felt uh, women were capable of in ultras. Particularly, she was well, she was breastfeeding at the time, wasn't she? So it's kind of yeah. I've met I know at least two 
baby girls who had named Jasmine after her. Amazing. Uh, yeah, and, and certainly, yeah, I know people who are very influenced by that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that was pretty cool. That's um, cool. That's cool. I think we should discuss how you're now part of the Runners World team. Hmm. That's a sorry about that. I get loads of perks, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. What do, what do I get? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you have a column now in the magazine. Yeah. How's I mean, you know, straight off the back, I think probably the emailed you within about forty eight hours of the Barclay. So you obviously were delusional in your post race when you agreed. Um, how's that? How's that sort of like cathartic writing experience? I assume it's cathartic. Yeah. It's um, I'd almost given up almost given up words because yeah. um, I've had such a demand for sort of coaching. I, yeah, I was a journalist for 20 years. Um, Rick charitably gave me, gave me ample work through that time. Um, and I'd sort of given up because, yeah, people wanted me to coach them. But, uh, yeah, it was incredibly a uh, flattering um, offer. Uh, I'm sure you're reconsidering it now. After, um, <laughs> I mean, the first few, the first few submissions, the editing so far has been... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I think the third one was... A tiny bit late, wasn't it? But only oh, a few yeah. days. But, you know, get used to that. Well, uh, no, well, actually, it's interesting. Cause I think you're, uh, this is a bit of a spoiler alert for people, but it's about getting older. And and you've, you've had to accept that maybe your your fastest days are behind you. That, that, that must be an interesting shift um, in terms of maybe you're not going to run a quicker marathon than you've already run. Mm. Is, is that hard to kind of get your head around? I think it's taken me about two years to um, to go. Okay. Yeah, come on. Yeah, I think I was in denial for a bit, um, and also I realised I used to do lots of local races, uh, you know, ten k's and half marathon type type races, and and I'd often be pretty competitive at them. And I realised I'm just not really signing up. We're not really looking for them anymore. Yeah. And certainly, I've not I've not done many park runs. I've done two or three, but it's been a long time since I've done one. And I realise I don't necessarily want a really explicit right. you know strava based reminder of you're not as quick as you are yeah. i don't really want one uh i already get it once a week in my intervals i think really um so yeah there's a slight sense of i don't know i'm 47 and i guess i was well into my 40s and i was still thinking well i'm not getting any slower this is this is all right you know i'm somehow defying age and now much as um yeah much as my increasingly large and shiny forehead is, is giving away <laughs> the fact that um I'm getting there. But, um, I mean, what's incredible about running is you, you do see so many inspiring older athletes. And then in ultra running, we're all old anyway, uh, you know. And, and, and you know, it, your top speed doesn't... All right, it does affect your overall fitness and economy. But when you run 200 miles, you know, it, you, your top speed isn't that relevant. So, or when you go looking for books in the woods. Um, so, yeah, that, I think that is one of the wonderful, wonderful things about running. Like, I think I said in the column, like, if I, I always wanted to be a footballer when I was a kid. And... Yeah. By 32, really, you're done. You know, yeah. 33, you, you, you're past it. And I didn't discover running till sort of 36. So, yeah, yeah. running's quite good. Yeah, I don't that's know amazing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My God. Um, yeah. Running's cool. Do you think that that isn't, not necessarily that you are getting slower, but just that you've, you, I mean, you can elaborate in your training, but have you not just switched your body to behave in a certain way? Because you are doing these things that are multiple days you say the top speed is not your main goal if you stopped doing the ultra training and actually went down to like proper brass tacks speed work just to build do you reckon you could i mean well it's a fascinating idea because i also realized at the same time i've not just get into hundred got into hundred mile races i've ended up doing 200 mile races and they can't be speeding you up those things and they're often going two or three nights with almost no sleep that can't be that good for you so i wonder if i've possibly accelerated things a little bit 
Um, yeah, it'd be intriguing, but I would miss a long run. I was asked recently, what's my, yeah, what's my favourite run of the week? And it would be the long run, the bimble. Um, How long is that long run for you? Oh, it doesn't need to be crazy. I mean, quite often it's, it's 14, 16 miles. Okay. Uh, yeah. That said, I've got, uh, yeah, another race coming up before Tour de Gion. I am off to Snowdonia tomorrow in an EV uh, um, to run, yeah, 25, it'll be about 25 miles. So occasionally you need okay. the big ones, but yeah. a lot of them are well under 20. Yeah. It's not 20 every week at all. That's, um, I think that'll just, yeah, make me even slower. Interesting. Uh, even sooner. Interesting. Are you not a big, your mileage isn't astronomical at the end of each week? So on average, I'd say it's in the kind of 65 to 75 miles on, on an average week. And then, and then you, leading up to a big race, you get into that kind of specific block. And usually there's vert involved, but that will be more volume there. So I might reach 100 miles, but that'd be quite rare. I'd say I'd reach 100 miles outside of races two or three times a year. So usually it's in the, I'd say 70 miles on average, probably throughout the year. I've been putting this idea um, forward to the team that 200 miles is a new 100 miles. It is. It's a new, <laughs> like, it's a new frontier, isn't it? And it's like people like yourself have, have put 200 mile, 200 mile plus races kind of in, on people's radar. What is, is it markedly, markedly different to a 100 miler? Is it, is it more like going on a kind of terrible holiday? <laughs> or is it like just like the same thing of like 100 miles? You know, it's sort of, it's What's kind the of the same thing. Yeah, what is the tipping point distance wise where you've just gone, well, I'm in it now and it's not going to get... I mean, it's because there's, you know, I mean, you've done 100, I've never got near it, but like. Well, you can it, do you can do 100 in, a, in one kind of great effort. You know, there's no sleep has to be involved. Yeah. Maybe it's inside 24 hours. Whereas what you're doing, it's impossible to run, unless you're Dean Carnazes, of course, <laughs> uh, that kind of distance um, in one go. So I think it must be a bit of a different way of looking at things. Yeah. So the, the big difference happens is basically I find, and I think a lot of athletes find, running through one night. It's not, it's not no problem, but it's, it's okay. It's reasonably straightforward. You get a bit weary, but you can push on. When there's a second night, and, it, and I think every 200-mile race would have a second night, that's when things start going, you know, pretty like, wonky. Like, like mentally. Yeah, yeah. And, and, so, and, and you will need, almost everyone will need some kind of sleep in that second night period, whether it's before or at the end or in the middle, and that's part of the puzzle to me. And the Barclays is, a, you know, it's not a 200-mile, but it's a 200-mile time-wise because mm. it's it'd be close to 60 hours um so what i'm fascinated at the moment and the spine race and tour de gion they're all 200 mile races they're going to go probably into a third or maybe in fourth day it's the puzzle of how do you control the sleep deprivation they call it the sleep monsters and they, they do jump on your back and go right down <laughs> time to sleep time to sleep and you i don't know you you try and fight back but sometimes giving in is smarter. And, yeah. and, but I, I don't but, know, like when, you know, I've got... It's not, I've like, got, um, it's not like doing a gel, right? Like, you know, because you, you can... <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, but when you get yeah, to yeah, the yeah. train and yeah. everyone's like, every 35 minutes you need to, at this effort, you can have a... And you go, that's your body, you're functioning. But, but it's not like a prescribed sleep kind of thing. It must fluctuate in how the race has gone so far and the amount of effort that's gone through. And you must have like a... There must be like, a, actually, I'm, I'm losing the plot. I must lie down kind of moment rather than anything else. Yeah, and, and yeah, it, hallucin hallucinations come along. And, and at Barclay, I was getting almost like, I don't know what the word is, audio hallucinations? Like oh, sound, yeah. yeah. Not many visual ones, but I was hearing people talking all the time. I was like, oh, right, great, some people are coming. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no one's coming. No, no one's coming. Um, and also at the Tour de Gion last year, and I'm talking about these as if they're fun, but they're, they're not, they're, they're just annoying, really. Um, at the Tour de Gion last year, um, I got these... Um, I had this permanent deja vu, oh, right. uh, which is horrible. Uh, so all the time I was thinking, oh, I was here before. It was horrible before as well. I, I, and I'd never been there. And I kept saying, well, where, 
I was having these conversations with myself. When was I here? You know that, no, were you, have you been? Like, just, I spent two days just arguing with myself about whether I'd seen this particular place. So you can see the appeal, right? Like, why wouldn't you want, why wouldn't you want to do that? So I guess it's a big puzzle for me of how do you control that sleep deprivation? How do you manage it the best? Um, that's quite intriguing to me. Um, you know, nutrition, caffeine, power naps, it all, um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a puzzle, a jigsaw puzzle. I'm quite intrigued by it. Um, I'm probably, yeah, massively uh, accelerating my aging, as I say, and, and, and um, any intelligence I have left. But um, it's all, yeah, it's Slowly all part of eroding. Or, or, yeah, well, eroding. Um, the plus size, in terms of, we talked to someone who was, um, wrote a book about the Barclay, and he said that training for the Barclay made him a better person because he'd have to tell himself stuff like, well, if I can't put the rubbish out, how on earth am I going to do the Barclay if I can't put the rubbish out or change the dishes or whatever? So it was, this, it was this kind of thing that was in the back of his mind and he felt like it made him become the best version of himself because he felt like he would have to be the best version of himself to have a chance of getting anywhere near the Barclay. Has, has it had a nice knock-on effect for you? Do you feel like you're more resilient, more positive person? I feel like you're a very optimistic person anyway. But Yeah, that might be another one to ask my wife. <laughs> um, I like to think, yeah, I'm, a better, I'm definitely a better person for this. But, you know, come 4 or 5 p.m. on a Sunday afternoon, I might not be the sunniest, cheeriest, uh, most tolerant and patient person in the household. Um, I don't know. I don't honestly don't know. I like to think I'm a better person, but there are certain times where, yeah, you're tired. I yeah, suppose. right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the, and you need more cake than for other people. So yeah, yeah, you, okay. you might, yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you? How, how is what? How do you strike a balance then? in terms of that sort of like life running training thing because that's just the main juggle that everyone kind of really has and I feel like if you're with your coaching alongside it and sort of you know generally existing it must be quite if you're building up to something mega it's kind of what, what what how do you how do you manage that um I I would say again it probably is you know the closest people to you and, and how are they responding to you or have they given up on you you know um and and you, you look for your I suppose you look at your kids as well, and, and I don't know if they. My son's my younger son is is a lot more um, vocal about oh you're going away again, daddy, sort of thing. And when that happens, it is kind of like oh oh you know have I got yeah no have I done this you know have I got the balance right? Um, or they just show yeah hey can I tell you about my run? You know they're never interested in your run, are they? But um, <laughs> yeah, it's probably family and people closest to you. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I don't always get it right, and and. But I, I guess what I try and do is after a race, well, you're knackered anyway, but, and you don't need to run for a week or so anyway, so that's a, a really good time to, I don't know, spend time with family and that sort of thing. But, yeah, who knows if we really get it right. Yeah, but I mean, but this is, it's part and parcel of who you are. It's very difficult. There's, there's a sort of uh, a trade-off between existing as, a, as your own individual person and doing the things that make you yourself and then the family life and sort of the, the meeting point in the middle. And I think that that's certainly lots of, parents and new parents have really that I've spoken to and being a new parent have gone through that yeah, process yeah, that of going well, yeah. right well there was me before and then there's me afterwards and there's the things that I like doing and actually I can forget about those things that yeah. I did before I'm not bothered about the pub anymore or the sort of da 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 but I I have to have those but the running the running's still going to stay, gonna yeah. stay yeah. And, yeah. The, and there's I think it's you know it's an adjustment that is almost exactly what happened to me and that I was discovering running around the same time as becoming a parent and 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 yeah when when life gets settles down a bit and you get those options back the choice between going for a run or meeting people in a pub I went for a run instead um and realized that wasn't yeah wasn't as appealing um and yeah I, I'm, I'm still pondering your question I do think I'm a better person for it I mean I'm yeah I mean healthier I mean, this is maybe self-convinced, like you're self-convinced, but I certainly think that like I'm installing a sense of what's good for you 
hmm. or certainly a sense of being active yeah. is a positive looking after yourself is a positive do you know what I mean? you can you hope that you're installing in your kids like a sense of just like oh daddy's going for a run again i wonder why he keeps doing that maybe, yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> and all those sorts of I things i think so, you're right yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a healthy behavior isn't it i think you're not you're not kind of going down ladbrooks again yes that's true so i think it's so it's as hobbies go i think it's good um can we quickly talk to you about your new initiative as well trying to get more people into ultra running um Ultra running, like a lot of recreational running, probably isn't as diverse as it should be. Mm. And it's in, it's called Into Ultra, isn't it? We yes. Were we're debating the name, and you might enjoy the debate of whether we went into as one word or into ultra. We had a big debate on that. Um, sub-editors would love that. Um, yeah, I, I must admit, I've yeah got a lot of cre credit for this when really it was it was someone else who approached me, an ultra runner I knew a little bit, and he, he, he said, I've been lucky in life, I've got a little bit of spare cash. I want to do some good in, in running and ultra running. You know, and we brainstormed some ideas and we, we both really felt strongly that on the start lines of a lot of ultras, we look around and, and everyone looks a bit like us, you know, sort of white, male, middle class, middle age. And, you know, um, well, I was going to say quite ugly, but that, that's, that, that seems rude now. Now, now there are cameras and <laughs> I'm quite ugly. Um, but yeah, and we, there is, we've seen two other great initiatives. She Races, which is sort of working on gen gender equality and black trail runners launched as well have done great things and we thought well they're, they're 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 doing great things already but maybe there's just simply an accessibility angle of of the affordability of this stuff um and and when you, some of the race you know some races are quite affordable and of course you can just like you said earlier you can just hit the hills and try and do a bob graham or something although you know it's, it's quite a lot of travel for some people but we he had some there's a fund there that will make you know some race entries free or, or well free to some runners um the next probably thing is kit and, and ultra marathons do often have you know you need to carry these 10 20 the spine race is 31 items you have to carry yeah. um you know that's that's a lot uh so we, we were, and also yeah, there's also like a highly there. technical kit isn't it yeah, yeah and like you might not know if you're new to it yeah, like yeah. well uh, do i buy that one or that one so and what's been amazing so we so far we've we've taken on 20 people um and uh, but what's been amazing is we've got over 70 brands and coaches and people just getting in touch saying we want to support this. What can we do? Um, so it's been kind of overwhelming, like really, really pleasing. And yeah, we, we're working with 20 people so far. It's still, you know, if anyone sees this, thinks thinks it might apply to them or better still thinks, yeah, have a friend who it might apply to, because our concern is that we're, yeah, we're, we're making a noise hopefully within ultra running and running but there's probably people even further out that you know could do and and for me and, and this other guy in the small group i think the six of us now um you know ultra run has been life-changing like this wonderful wonderful thing that we discovered and, and we just feel like it could you know bring this this happiness and, and sleep deprivation and hallucinations <laughs> and, and accelerated aging to, <laughs> to, the, to, to, to the masses to yeah, to yes. the yeah yes, spread it around yes, uh, oh that's um, great is, yeah. is there like a is there a website or how do yes respond to I think it's just intoultra.org, I'm pretty sure. I should definitely know that, shouldn't I? We'll put it um, in the link. We'll thank link you. in bio, blah, blah, blah. Thank yeah, you. But yeah, yeah applications yeah. are still open. Um, and then I think we'd probably um, evaluate at the end of the year and, and we'll open again sort of next year. Um, um, so, yeah, hopefully we can do a bit of good. But we want to reach, you know, we want to reach out to people. So get in touch, please. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time coming on the Runners World podcast, talking about the Barclay, sleep deprivation, hallucinations. So much to talk about, and we could talk about a lot more, but um, really appreciate your time coming on. Thank you. So that brings us to the end of this week's Runners World podcast. A huge thanks to our guest, Damien Hall, and to you, of course, for tuning in. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat 
rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.